What up, everybody? <laughs> We're live. What'd you oh, say? I said it's blowing your back out. That waveform is crazy. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. It's fucking... It looks bad, but when you listen to it, it's fine. It's fine? Okay, good. Yeah, so who fucking knows? Perfect. What's up, everybody? I'm here with Tyler Lance again. The third time. If you guys weren't tired of my voice already, you're about to get hit with another hour. Man, I think <laughs> you're one of like the most intelligent people that I that i have talked to on here and actually you have like uh opinions that you form <laughs> based on like logic and uh, uh, reason and your own knowledge and fucking you stay up to date on current events and shit so. i try to at least but that's i mean so many of my friends are like i don't fucking know dude <laughs> i'm like a- hey you have an opinion on this shit that was just in the news They're like i didn't know that was in the news that's crazy <laughs> well it, i was talking about this with my wife earlier it's just like uh, I I would rather someone be like that though, than um, like everybody we see on social media who who like uh, is just reactionary. Like they they see a headline and they uh, react to it, or and it's just most of the time it's like a clickbaity title for yeah. them to like you know just get you know reeled in, and then they react to it and it's like well you you didn't even read the story then and s- sometimes they'll get got by like a like a click hole article or <laughs> you know like. Yep. A, Something like the Onion or so, or something like that. And I'm like, you know, this is fake, right? It's a fake article. Yeah, this is this is satire or or parody or something. So it's just like I'd ra- I'd rather you just not. I mean, be be a person who could admittedly be like, well, I didn't I didn't read that, dude. Like, I don't know. I know. I so many people lately are like, uh, they call fake news. They call real news fake news, and then they actually believe the fake, fake news. news. Yeah. That which is legitimate fake news. Yeah. Like it is which is a weird thing to say. That's real fake news. It's like, well, there are fake news websites yeah. that everyone knows about, like the onion and yeah. these other political humor websites. And then just totally like they'll take one small fact and then run off you know, I mean like like Alex Jones. I mean, he's not like you know, a news site per se, but he's like a kind of guy who is he'll run off of his own opinion and treat it as news and then people will share it as news. Yeah. So that, that's like frustrating to me. I mean, and I don't really hate that guy. There's, there's people that are a lot worse. I mean, he's just a big goofball, but which is weird though. Cause Infowars does write news articles, yeah. but they also just kind of let him do like a podcast format news uh, show. Yeah. Where he just kind of says whatever he wants. So it's like him and the young Turks are like the, the uh i guess polar opposite uh, but on the same level of like you're just writing what biased opinion in in the form of news or just making things up here to suit your narrative on on what you think uh or or your perspective of your worldview right so I, i i very much dislike that stuff yeah it's really weird it's really um it's really distracting from a lot of like the important shit going on i don't fucking uh like i just don't understand why we even spend time focusing on people like info wars and like the young turks like well they have a pretty i mean not a huge audience but they have a fair they have huge audience yeah they have a fair audience you know info wars he said i mean who knows but he said like six million people subscribed to his newsletter or whatever i could see that being banned yeah i can see that being true too six million is like yeah 
it's a reasonable number yeah i mean and then most of those i mean well maybe not most of them but uh you know a good percentage of those might be international you know uh oh, yeah. consumers of his product you know oh, not all knows? domestic bunch of them are russian bots dude <laughs> so maybe maybe i mean he he's known for being a you know, kind of bolsterous. So, so six million might not be true, but maybe four million is, or three million. You know, I, I still think it's a fairly substantial number that you know people uh, invest in his opinion. But he's a nut. I I don't think he should have been. I mean, you, YouTube and and Facebook and Apple have a they're they're private companies, so that they can decide whether or not they want his voice on there. But I, I do think they do a lot of selective censorship, which is kind of not great you know i I, again i i think it's i'm a big personal responsibility guy so i think it's your responsibility not you personally but uh, you as a you know as a collective everybody it's your responsibility to parse through that news and decide whether or not it's real or fake or um biased or or just untrue right so (laughs) i don't i don't think he was really doing a lot of damage um or you know, by existing. And I, I think they, again, they are selective with their censorship and they won't ban a, a place like the young Turks, you know, but they will ban Alex Jones. And again, I, I'm, I hate Alex Jones. I, I think I watched the turn turning the friggin' frogs gay clip like once a week to laugh. Cause he's so silly and bizarre. They're turning the frogs gay. Yeah. That's, I watched that one. Like when, when I'm in a bad mood, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to watch that. Interdimensional child monsters. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna watch something stupid Alex Jones says. Like he's comedy to me, but but I did see you know, and, and there there was someone at work who was like arguing um, that you know we, we that uh, the, these companies shouldn't have banned him and, it's, and that they don't have a right to under the First Amendment. And, he, and like everyone was trying to explain to him like that is the government uh, not being able to restrict people's free speech, not a private platforms yeah you know they 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 can do whatever they want based upon their terms of service and they can terminate your channel or for sure your your use of their platform at any time for any reason now i again i think it's kind of one-sided a a lot of the times especially like on twitter um but i i don't see anything that they did wrong essentially you know i don't think they did anything wrong i don't i don't agree with him getting banned um, but yeah. I don't think, I don't think YouTube or Facebook or anyone did anything, um, you know, unethical yeah. or like illegal or whatever, like silencing his freedom of speech. Like, I mean, as long as the government doesn't take away his yeah. freedom, of spe- freedom of speech, then I mean, who, who really can say? Yeah. It's a private platform and, and people were, another argument I saw was that they're, because they're publicly traded that they're not a private business. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not what that means. No, that's they, they, they're still a private entity. I mean, and, I think it does make sense that, you know, people are allowed to like petition it. Like they do fucking everything else in the world. Yeah, why not? People are allowed to fucking rage about it. But I mean, YouTube's allowed to say, you're not allowed to use my product anymore. Yeah. They, you, they don't have to kowtow to it. And, and they, no. I doubt they will. I don't think he'll come back. He'll, he'll move on to another platform. Yeah. And that, honestly opens the door for a new platform because I, I i do watch a lot of youtube creators and they complain about youtube all the time and yeah. how awful it is like they get demonetized for no reason and they get strikes for no reason yeah i was listening to a podcast last night like just a, a wrestling podcast and this guy 
got a strike for pretty much doing absolutely nothing and and um a lot of people who are doing the same stuff as him didn't get a strike or didn't get banned and that demonetizes you for a certain period of time and also takes away your live streaming capability for a week i think or something or something like that or or a certain some some period of time and um you know so a lot of creators are just like screw it i'll go to twitch or you know hopefully another just getting big for podcasts yeah or hopefully another platform grows like your mom's house is going to twitch now yeah they they do um they do a um like normally they drop their video episode at like 11 p.m uh on tuesdays on youtube and you can watch it Uh, but now they they do it's not a live stream but they put it out as a stream on twitch at like 8 p.m on uh so a couple of hours earlier before youtube so i'm I'm sure that's like you know a trial run of like okay how many users can we get to watch this you know is 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 live streaming a good idea you know and they've talked about like they're they're probably going to do that at some point is live stream Twitch makes sense because you can have, like, active members that, like, Mm -hmm. donate and, like, there's a lot of features that YouTube does not have. Yeah, and you make money off Twitch Prime, too. Like, um, just me, like, I have Amazon Prime and you can link your Amazon Prime to Twitch and for a a Twitch Prime membership. And then just by subscribing with your Twitch Prime membership, I think it's probably not a lot of money. It's, you know, probably in less than a dollar you know that they get but you they get a certain amount of money yeah uh if you subscribe to them on twitch prime so so there is revenue stream there that people can make on twitch so it's becoming a more a way more viable uh platform than youtube and yeah i've definitely thought about putting mine on twitch that's my goal for literally after this podcast yeah i want to do all of mine after this live nice so that's the goal on Twitch, see, so well, see, then like I think cr- Twitch would be yeah. a good option. I, I think YouTube, I don't know, it's just YouTube. Like Twitch would allow me to see, like, oh, like this total views mm-hmm. and these many people actually clicked subscribe or liked it or whatever. And uh, it's just more user friendly than YouTube is currently. I, I bet a year ago you you probably would have said, oh, I'm going to go on YouTube, right? So that, yeah. so that's. That's the kind of thing that I was combating. Uh, well, I wasn't really arguing very hard with these people, but um, the thought process is like, okay, if YouTube starts doing this, that's just going to open the door for another platform, right? And Twitch is kind of already set up for success mm-hmm. in that area because there are a lot of podcasts already yep. on Twitch, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, a lot of them are just game podcasts and nerd podcasts, but... Yeah. Soon as someone like Joe Rogan's like, oh yeah, we're moving over to Twitch. Like, yep. everyone's gonna be on Twitch. Well, yeah, I think if your mom's house starts doing it, then they're already in with the you know the Joe Rogan click, so that they might do that. I could see like Kill Tony doing that too. I could see Joe Rogan making a lot more money if he switched to Twitch. Yeah, because stupid people would just be like, I'll give Joe a dollar. <laughs> yeah, you I know like, what I mean. I thought that was funny, or or yeah, like I like your guest. You know, yeah. thank you for having. <laughs> x y and z on the show <laughs> killing you with my vape oh you're room. cool I'll just, I'll just put up my shirt as a smoke screen let's go cool. <laughs> we can open the door if we need to no you're fine dude <laughs> no but but i mean that's the that's the beauty of of the free market is that it, you're going to if they start doing these regulatory practices that people disagree with you're just going to open the door for another platform to come up and the, you have it right here Bands push him to alternative platforms, right? So yeah. he's going to go somewhere else, and he's still going to be, I mean, maybe slightly less successful at the beginning, but he's going to get a lot of 
um, hype from this and a lot of free publicity oh, from, from everybody talking about this at both the, you know, the outrage on both sides of the argument, but, you know, people who are glad that he's banned and hate him or, or the people who, you know, think they're putting chemicals in the water. <laughs> they're turning the frogs gay. Yeah. Th- those people, uh, the chemtrail, uh, club, they'll, uh, they'll love it. They'll move, they'll move over here and they'll be talking about him on every other platform and they'll fight for him right. and they'll make whatever platform he goes to as his place of choice next super popular. So, uh, that pop and crack is only in our headphones, by the way. It's never oh, good. on the recording. Perfect. Okay. It's weird. Oh, yeah, I'm like self-conscious of it. Like, do I, do I lean out? Yeah. I've listened to it so many times. It's never on the recording. Good. <laughs> They're turning the frogs gay. <laughs> I, I seriously watch that at least once a week because it's, it's my I've seen it so many times it's too. my favorite clip on YouTube because it's so stupid it's like but people I I, I feel bad because I do I do feel like there are some people who are just gullible and, and lean into it but also there's a lot of like like par- uber paranoid people Sandy that, Hook was paid by actors yeah that's, the little children never died that's so crazy to say like it was a false flag set up by the government yeah. to take your gun rights away. Yeah, it's, and, and and he gives conspiracy like a bad name, right? Because there are things that probably are legitimate, but not Sandy Hook or, or anything like that. Me right? and my buddy Jeff talked about this on our on. Yeah, no, I listen. On. I listen to that. Yeah, that, so. he he's a big fan of of telling people that like they misuse the word conspiracy yeah. and I, that you can't just say. Like, oh, it's not a conspiracy. It's like, no, it literally fucking was. Yeah, if you look I, at the definition of the word, people got together and planned this out. They conspired. Yeah. I was listening to that in my car, and I was, like, cheering him on. I'm like, yeah, this, this is, yeah, I, I'm totally on board with it. And he gives the word a bad name because he thinks, you know, um, political cons- uh, conspiring is the same thing as, as someone saying Sandy Hook is fake or or uh that there are inter- interdimensional aliens and and hillary is actually a lizard person or whatever hillary clinton <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, an agent it's not quite the same you know like the the dnc conspiring uh to sabotage bernie you know that was a legitimate That's conspiracy a real conspiracy whereas uh <laughs> hillary being a lizard person yeah, a pedophile or whatever he says, you know that's not really. That's why they call them conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm not even a Bernie bro, like, but he he did get shafted pretty hard, and that that was a legitimate political conspiracy. I would like to talk about that uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez or whatever her Ocasio, name is. yeah, whatever. I don't need. I to don't. Get her name I don't. Right. I'm I'm not a fan, dude. Fucker. Uh, <laughs> She sucks. The other she's day. the goddamn worst. Yeah, listening to her speeches, she holds these rallies, and I'm like, ah, you sound like a pissed off 16 year old who is given a microphone. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I feel like that's exactly right, and and I feel like those people, like they, I, I probably would have been a big fan of her when I was 15 or 16 because I was really idealistic, and it's and it's nice. Like the stuff that she's saying is awesome in theory. You know what I mean? If if we could actually support all the things that she wants feasibly, but we can't, you know? So you have to be realistic in some fashion and she's not, you know, she's just spouting things that are, again, are nice to hear. So a lot of people support her um, and they sound morally just, but they're just kind of untenable, you know? Uh, 
but I, I did see, <laughs> I did see um, she got into it with the Washington Post reporter, um, and the Washington Post. I mean, they're they say they're they're you know middle of the road, but they they are pretty left biased. So you think they would support her in the long term, but she tried to ban the media from a uh, like a like a town hall that she had. Um, so she tried to ban, it was a public town hall and she tried to ban the media and the, and the, the woman from the post was just like, uh, you can't do that. She's like, well, we said before that the media was not invited and she's like, yeah, but it's a public event, you know? And everyone was just like, what is freedom of the press? You know, (laughs) you know what I mean? If it's a private event, then fine. You can, uh, label it as a private event. None of us can show up, but this is a public event. So you can't tell us that we can't show up. We're going to be there. And the lady from the post was just burning her bad, and and uh, so she she gave up a little bit after that. She just like left one tweet and then just moved on to really you know, yeah. It was pretty funny. Um, I forget I forget the lady's name from the post, but she she was she was burning her. It was bad. I do remember reading about that. <clears throat> She's like <sighs> the scary thing is like we're allowed to elect people who don't have to know the laws. <laughs> Like, do you know what I mean? Like Trump, it's like Trump. Like he doesn't have to know the laws. Mm-hmm. Like the or fucking, have any experience in the in the sphere. Yeah, like the governor or whoever who sawed off the barrel of her fucking assault rifle who committed a felony oh, that was live funny. on YouTube. <laughs> it's like they don't have to know the law. Yeah. Like they're they're allowed to work within their fucking lanes. It's like, but voters don't either. I guess that would be the the argument to that. And people, but it's kind of like, but it's like in my job, like I have to get certifications to do certain things, and I have to take a test to get that certification, and I also have to take a renewal exam every twelve months yeah, to, to make sure keep you're it qualified. And yeah, so it's like, why don't we do that for Congress and senators and governors and even lower level officials? Like, why don't we just have a fucking mandatory yearly exam of like, do you still know what you're doing? I, I'm <laughs> fine. I'm fine with that. But I I think people would bring up like um, voter ID laws and voter aptitude tests, which were historically, you know. Uh, racist, right? To to bias uh, black people from voting, right? Because um, I'm I'm for I I, I and this is, uh, people are gonna hate me for this, but I'm for voter ID. I don't really understand in 2018 why that's a thing. Like I get historically why that disenfranchised black people from voting, you know, even 60 years ago. But now it's it's kind of silly to me to not have voter ID or voter aptitude tests like you should i think even as voters you should kind of know at least a little bit about who you're voting for and wh- why you're that, voting yeah. for them um be- but i mean just be- for our elected officials well yeah that too but but that's how you get um a donald trump as your president because there are people who who are just who fall for the cult of personality yeah. rather than knowing that x y or z you know candidate is actually qualified and is going to do a good job in the role right so i i'm fine i'm fine for that for everybody you know all across the board but but that comes off as as historically uh racist again you know but it's uh, to me in 2018 it's not i don't i don't see how that would be a parallel, right? Even though it's the same concept, it, I don't it's think different. it would be racist in today's society to say you shouldn't. People would say it though. Have to be, oh yeah, but people say <laughs> it, everything's racist. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
people people will probably come into my house and find something that's racist or I'm culturally appropriating. All those superheroes something. right there are white. I don't see a single Dude. person of color. That's all. Uh, <laughs> the, I guess the whole John Stewart. <laughs> You can see his forehead. He is black. Oh, they have the Green Lantern back there? He's in the back. Okay. I don't know. I... Oh, Jay, John, John Stewart's uh, he's uh, Martian Manhunter, right? No, it is Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Okay, I'm right. Okay, cool. John Let's Jones see. is Martian Manhunter. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, two it, Z's. Could be, it could be him. I don't know. I just like to yeah. say it's another Green the Lantern. The Hulk is there. there. He, yeah, he's there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's. I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, but. I think that would be fine all across the board because I, I do feel like they're, but but then, then again I guess the argument is uh, if we start doing like a voter aptitude test or something like that, then your uh, pe- people would say and and I, I they would have a I guess a solid argument here is that you'd be disenfranchising people who come from poverty or don't have the same opportunities as everyone else, you know. So you're you're giving the elites more power you could nah i think you could fucking get around that like Like an eighth grade civics test you know what i mean that that's fine with me you just release the information yeah and give them a study guide yeah exactly (laughs) make it publicly available at a post office or a library or something you can pick up the the voting station yeah at this location you can pick it up and read it for yourself like you know you just kind of cut the corners and make it publicly available yeah I I did hear on the I was gonna ask you how you felt about uh uh what is his name James Dore or whatever the fuck was on the Joe Rogan podcast and he made an interesting uh point about internet as a public utility mm-hmm. that I really liked uh sorry Dimebacks games on no you're a. fine yeah <laughs> we whooped and them, uh. He was making a point how in other countries, like we we always keep throwing out free healthcare and uh, all of this shit and internet, and uh, he's like people in other countries don't. It was about healthcare. Now that I remember, not internet. People don't say it's free healthcare. They say it's included healthcare. Yeah. Like we we don't say the police and the firefighters are, are, are free, free services. Yeah. They're just included in our taxes yeah so it's like no healthcare is also just included yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna put my uh minarchist hat on right now here and i I think all of it should be kind of free market um but i do find i i think police and fire is is a more um useful public utility for our spending than healthcare is i think healthcare uh should be on the individual rather than the state yeah but I'm it's like st- I'm still on on that board tra- uh, on that it's train. Like it, it's like you don't have to pay to call the cops though, but you have to pay to call an ambulance. Yeah, you should though. I mean, I mean, Why, but again, though? in the in the long term, I think all of it should be a. It's a very interesting free market concept, based. Though. Yeah, that uh, it's just the terminology change. You yeah, know? it's interesting to just like think of it from a different perspective using a different term. It's the same thing, but the cost is exponentially higher for healthcare than it is for police i don't have the the data but i'm sure oh i don't have the data i'm sure it's i would love to know though well they did that study and and it's it's a Koch brothers uh sponsored study so you know believe as much as you want but it was i think 32 trillion dollars over 10 years would be the cost 
the federal cost of healthcare if we adopted Bernie's plan that he's um, putting out there. Whereas what we pay as individuals is slightly less than that. But I'm okay with that because then I'm paying for my portion of the pie rather than a set value right but determined by somebody else right i am curious based though, upon other people's the other public services cost I, it can't like for firefighters like yeah like they reported like that fire in california that was just going on last month was up to like 380 million dollars in damages well you don't i mean i think that's a lot more necessary as far as defending infrastructure right but i'm just saying Overall cost. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Firefighting, it gets up there. Yeah. So I am curious about the total numbers. I do agree. Medicare for all or whatever the fuck they're calling it is insanely expensive. It's so expensive. And we already pay, um, I think, 20% of uh, mandatory plus discretionary spending is Medicare. I think 20 to 25% of the federal budget. I wonder how that study's done, though. Because I wonder if they look at the numbers like as current state of numbers versus versus like future costs. Because like running the numbers currently with like inflated like insulin right now is that like I was just reading it's like four hundred times more expensive than it used oh to be. But does your insurance offset <clears throat> that? Well, no, that's what they're saying. Like out of pocket costs for insulin is currently is that like four hundred times. Because of how much uh, it's going up because of Trump's, like, fucking trade war and uh, because most of it comes from out of the country or whatever. Yeah. And uh, where the fuck was I going with that? Insulin so much more. No, So I wonder if those numbers are run with, with the cost of things coming down with government control. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, things like insulin would be just government-regulated, and it would be cheaper, arguably. But it is possible government just inflates it more. But if it was covered yeah. by the government, why would they inflate it more for their own costs? So it's like yeah. they would just bring it all down and get, like, the cheapest insulin possible. So I just wonder if, like, those studies are run with comparisons of current costs versus future costs, or this is just Bernie's plan as current costs. Oh, well, the, well the, the study I was referencing was just on our federal budget, like how much. But the, the $32 trillion, um, it was done by an independent think tank from, from what I know, but it was Koch Brothers found, or, uh, funded. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so, so they could bias it in any way that they want. Uh, um, but th- they're, you know, super against Trump, right? So they, they were, I think, were trying to be objective into an yeah. alternative plan, and it turned out that it wasn't, you know, fee- economically feasible. Yeah. So I, I just wonder, as like a math person, I always want to look at the numbers. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's I try to do that. Yeah. That's like what, we can but, cut this shit down, guys. Yeah. Like insulin's not going to cost that much anymore because you guys are going to fucking pay for it all. So you know, just like shit like that. I just wonder because it's it's always just so hard for me to believe statistics and like reports. Yeah. I'm like, let me see the numbers. Yeah. Basically. yeah. Where's the fact sheet? Where does this come from too? That's, you got to look at the source too and w- yeah. whether or not they're biased. So again, I, I'm throwing it out there. This is a Koch brothers study. So not. Yeah. I do like what we talked about last time though, of like having a, I, I would support like a, a free basic coverage thing. And then also have a private market of healthcare. 
So it's like, you know, basic services are provided. And then private healthcare like vaccines or, <laughs> or whatever it is. Like just your basic, yeah. like you go to the ER with a broken arm. It's like basic. They fix it, put a cast on it. But there's also the private option of, you know. Fancy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think it all should be private um, for me. I, I, I think in a, in, a, uh, in a perfect world, the government really wouldn't pay for much other than defense. That's the that's pretty we much. We were talking about that. I remember. That's pretty much the only thing I would I I want them to pay for is. That's national, what you got to talk defense. about the space force. Yeah, boy. Uh, uh, so so okay. I, Did you see that joke I posted online? N- which one? About going like joining the space. Oh force. yeah 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 yeah. It's like I'm gonna give. I thought I was gonna give up on my dreams, but uh, we're going to space. Space baby. Marine. <laughs> uh, I I want to preface it that I'm not. I did not vote for Trump, and I don't support a lot of the stuff he does, but. Space force in general or militarizing space has been a thing for a long ass time. You know what I mean? Uh, Eisenhower was the first person who suggested it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, seven, 60, 70 years ago, it was first conceptualized. So I I think what Trump is trying to do is, is wrong because he's trying to rush getting into it by 2020. So I think he wants some kind of this to be a part of his legacy, you know what I mean? And I don't think that's right because I, I, I want to make sure that technology is in place to you actually implement it correctly. That, that is, I think he did that because it's a race again. Uh, yeah. I think we're, I think we're going into a new space race in the 20th mm-hmm. decade, yeah. 20th decade. Well, well Russia already has decade. a, Ru- Russia already has an aerospace force. Uh, I think that's, but that's why we created and, one. And so does China. You know, it's, we were behind. Yeah, we're joining the race. But but I think uh, but again, to me, he wants to get in there now for to, so it's his legacy of of I implemented this whole new branch of the military. Oh, for sure. Where whereas I think what they should do is just put more money into the air force, who is already pretty much controlling space, and then do what Russia did. And and I I hate myself for saying we should we should follow the Russians' lead, but. We should just turn the Air Force into the Aerospace Force, which, again, is a silly name. I get it. But um, they're already in space. You know, that we already... They it already, could just be the Air and Space Force. Yeah, that's fine. They, they already control uh, GPS, right, which is a big deal in space, right? You know, that's... Right. Uh, that's they uh, control all the satellites. Yeah. So, so that is already something that we should be defending. Uh, I think we should use better... Uh, satellites to detect uh, intercontinental ballistic missiles because those go through space, right? That's um, fair. And eventually, space is going to be a place of trade and travel for sure. Um, I think we're going to start, start, you know, not tomorrow, but in the next hundred years, probably start um, mining on the moon and probably traveling between there and maybe Mars if we colonize it, if Elon Musk gets his way. It's a really interesting concept. <clears throat> That I've never thought of before you said it. Uh, I'm just, I mean, it is, it would be realistically plausible that, like, the best way to attack the United States would be to nuke our satellites mm-hmm. in space. Yeah, because then we have no surveillance yeah. at, at all. I mean, we have, we have very primitive stuff to on the ground. To knock out all of our communication mm-hmm. systems, and then we're basically crippled on land. Yeah. So, I mean, even sending out defensive forces, like, all of our computers are down. Yeah. So, so if we have a base in space or, or, or a couple of, you know, 
battle stars. <laughs> right? We could prevent you that know, from happening. Yeah, a couple a couple of them who are just constantly monitoring um, Iran and China and, and yeah. Russia and in the future maybe monitoring like, all outgoing missile yeah. traffic, mm-hmm. just like we already monitor all outgoing planes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like when you pull up like a grid of all the planes over the United States. It's, it's like it's pretty wild. The government can also do that on any country they want. Yeah. Like, well, how many planes are over China right now? They pull it up. Like, you know. Um. I. So I. I think part of the strength of American might is our navy, or pretty much all of it, right? Because we control shipping lanes. We control is a big one. We control import export, which is you know pretty much controlling the world economy, you know, in a sense. Um, so when space becomes a big uh, trade place, because it will for sure, uh, I think controlling that is going to be a big deal here too. So we should do that, but calling it space force and implementing it within two years is dumb. That's a bad idea because we don't. Unless, we don't even have the structure to train yeah. people. I mean, mm-hmm. what are people going to be doing for 10 years as jobs? Yeah, unless we have the structure and the technology right. in place and it's good, right? Because we don't want to rush that. We want to make sure that the uh, missile detection is, is, up to, uh, is up to snuff, right? Yeah, it really needs to be like a technological branch of the military yeah. moving forward. You yeah. know, it needs to be all science, all computers, all engineering. It has and the Air Force nothing is already to do with traditional military, like... It's not going to be like we're training troops to go to war. Yeah. It's like we have a bunch of fucking nerds it, learning how to hack si- satellites yeah. and build new space stations. Yeah, it's not shit. space marines. That's not that's not my ideal. No. It's, it's not it's, starship it's, troopers. Yeah, or or Halo, you know, it's not yeah. it's, it's not it's nothing like that. Starship it, fucking troopers. Yeah, it is it is nerds in space is what I'm looking for is is people who are uh, tra- nerds and yeah, are, tra- are tracking missiles, are, are making, you know, are um, doing, having good surveillance technology, uh, and also uh, asteroid detection or space debris or anything like that. I think that should be a part of it as well because we don't really have anything in place for that, right? And I'm not saying, you know, Armageddon, Michael Bay's, <laughs> you know, let's blow up the asteroid with a nuke, but we should have some better detection of, of asteroid collisions because that totally you know, we're screwed if that ever happens. Right. And we don't have anything like that. So we should implement that within our aerospace technology. Right. Right. So, so I don't, I think uh, people are, are mocking space force in general as, as the stupid Trump idea. And I think he is implementing it in a silly way, but to, to really, I think it opens the door for people to seriously think about, how space is going to be militarized in the future. Cause it is, it already has been yeah. right. We already, as soon as the very first satellite went into space, it's militarized because then you have a ton of commerce going through space, right? You know, um, GPS or credit cards or, you know, payment, you know, yeah. going through space. Um, you already have commerce going through there. You're eventually going to have a lot more trade going through there. Uh, missiles already travel through space. Um, I think China, in February, um, did a couple more missile testing where they shot ICBMs out of space um, to make sure that you know they had the capability to do that. So people are already training to do that. That's so gangster. Yeah, the concept of carrying a payload on a satellite, ready to to bomb any nation you want, mm-hmm. like just sitting, it, like just the concept of 
above Phoenix right now, there's a satellite carrying warheads. And someone could just say, yep, we're bombing Phoenix right now. Yep. Boom. And then 30 seconds later, there's a fucking bomb. Like, that is possible. Yeah. Well, again, the Russians and the Chinese are testing hypersonic missiles, uh, which we need some type of defense for. So having that in space would be nice. Like, I I read... um, I, re- I read this guy, George Friedman, um, who used to be part of a company called Stratfor, and now he has his own... Well, it, it, he developed Stratfor and then left because they got a little too political, I think. And then he left for a place called Geopolitical Futures is what he sponsored. So he reads, he writes a bunch of books about like forecasting. Um, so I read a lot of his stuff. He's got a new book coming out next year that I can't wait for, but... Um, I read a book from him and he talks about this exact same concept. So while I was reading it, I was like really stoked because like he had the same kind of perspective as me that we should have a three or four major satellites here that are manned, um, you know, probably at good positions around the globe, you know, at, at you know, so we have a, um, you know, one, one over Africa and one over East Asia and one over South America, you know, some, something like that. Right. Yeah. So that they're, they can communicate with each other. They have full scope of the globe and they can watch missiles coming from anywhere. Right. Because, you know, R- Russia and China with, with these hypersonic missiles, they're not going to be like you said, they're, they're not going to be something where it's like easily detectable where, where they shoot it directly, you know, with a direct tra- trajectory, they're going to shoot it. So you don't really necessarily know where the target is and it's hard to quantify where it is. Right. Yeah. So you need, pretty advanced technology here in order to do that right so i think i think again militarizing space is an inevitability so we should get in on the ground floor so when trump says something like that i'm on board but when he said him and pence say like we want to have a battle station in space in two years is like that no dude you, you got you have to make sure you've done the full scope study of what exactly we need how we're yeah, going to implement we need it a, a 10 15 year 20 plan yeah exactly I mean, and it, it needs to be 10 15 20 years you know 20 this is it should be 2040 should be their like goal. A phase one phase two mm-hmm. phase three yeah i mean it's like it's like how i project manage shit at my work yeah it's like you know, we're we're right now in the process of a project that won't be finished till like twenty twenty five. Yeah, it's like well, because you guys actually did the analysis and said, okay, this is how we're going to roll this out in a way that's feasibly going to work. Yeah, instead of the just, staffing requirements, yeah. cost analysis, like it's a whole fucking thing. Yeah, instead of just rushing to be there, right? So I, I I'm on board with the space force idea. And I I think people who, who mock it, like it as a whole concept, aren't really thinking it through. And they, they just want to shit on Trump because he's a, he's a big goofball. I'm not, I I don't, I don't like the guy. Oh, I agree. That's why I mock it. I want to shit on Trump. Yeah. I think he's, it's embarrassing that he's our, you know, our figurehead, but, uh, that idea as a whole is not stupid. How he's implementing it is a little silly. I don't, I don't really necessarily agree with that though. Yeah. I do want to ask you about two different, like, kind of conspiracy theories Shoot. about kind of aliens. Don't, don't yeah, one's about aliens. <laughs> right. Kind of. Let's go. Well, and then the other is a. Uh, so, have you heard about this shit? Like, uh, conspiracy theories going on with targeted energy weapons? No. 
You haven't heard about any oh, of that? I, I, uh, don't let me forget about energy, but we'll go on with what you're saying because I, I do want to mention something about that. Um, like, uh, you know, the government starting the fires in California with targeted energy weapons. Freak, freaking laser beams. You haven't heard about any of that? No. Oh, my God. It's fascinating. <laughs> and then um, I was reading online, and uh, I was reading online after I watched an episode of Ancient Aliens, and it was talking about it. But they were talking about how we haven't developed any new propulsion technology in, like, over 50 years. Hmm. And I was going to ask you if you know anything about that, being like an engineering student. No, I wasn't an aerospace guy. I was an energy guy, right? Okay. So so my my background is, is power, right? And, and that, that's one thing I do want to talk about with space. But, I mean, with propulsion, I, 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 is that true? It's on Ancient Aliens. As far as I was, like, reading about yeah. it, it's, I mean, it's fairly true. It's like yeah. we haven't. We have it. It's kind of like the combustion engine in the car. Mm-hmm. It's like that. And that's something I've talked about before. And that's always fascinated me is that we haven't rebuilt engines in over a hundred years. I mean, the same basic engine in a car is what they built in the end of the 1800s. Well, they're, they're, they're building towards more efficiency though. But like the, the design of an engine is the same. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. And that is very odd, considering. <laughs> you think the government's holding this back? But considering, or that the, uh, the phones it, have advanced so much, yeah. but the car engine has not. Yeah, I do think that is a conspiracy based on oil for sure. I will say that. But re- but going on propulsion technology, the same rocket technology we use to send astronauts into space currently is the same technology developed during the Nazi era era well of is, aerospace so my, and it's very fascinating to me that we haven't like we haven't advanced in propulsion my, or have we and it's all being hidden yeah well, because of competition in yeah, china and russia th- that's that's my take would or assumption would be that that it's maybe it's not all the kinks aren't worked out yet you can't uh you don't want to test something that's not going to work because then you're blowing up a $300 million project, you know, at a whim. And also you don't want to release any of your um, research and and breakthroughs to your competitors. Right. Right. So it probably just means that we haven't had anything that is feasible yet. And we're not going to put it out there would, would be my guess. I don't, I don't think it's like we're just not doing it or we have some absolutely perfect working technology that we're just hiding for whatever reason. So, so I think, that those shows go to the conspiracy theory rather than the practical, right? Which, which I think the, the practical opinion is what you had mentioned, like that we one again, just, I know I'm repeating myself, but we don't want to release that to our competitors. And two, we, we want to make sure soundly that it absolutely works before we blow something up. Cause they don't have a lot of funding. You know, NASA's yeah. funding has been cut a ton. But where I'm going with moving that to private was, industry. I wonder if we're to a point where we're we're ready, and that's why we're space force ready. We have the propulsion technology now to man, because like the concept of sp- sending people into space is still a very expensive venture. Yeah, like, we still don't have a cheap way Mm-mm. of going. Poop. Here's yeah. something in space now, and to me, that's all because of 
the technology. We don't have the propulsion system to lift the mass off of the earth and send it into space without a gigantic thrust of gas and fire. Yeah. And that to me is like, it's very interesting because we developed that technology in the 1940s Mm -hmm. and 80 years later where TVs, I mean the technology in a TV has literally changed so much in 30 years. Like it went from tubes and rear projection TVs to, you know, it's literally a projector onto a screen and that's how a TV worked to now it has liquid crystal displays. <laughs> how do, much do money you know what I mean? Like the technology in a TV has yep. advanced significantly in 30 years. How much money and public interest is behind that though? Cause that, cause what you're talking about for the most part is, is private industry um trying to satisfy the needs of the marketplace but i mean it's got to be the same thing for aerospace design right like Maybe they're now taking that- the same type of circuitry advancements and hardware like i got to just picture they're we're working on some kind of spacecraft that has fucking touchscreen Sure. surfaces in it yeah. do you know what i mean but th- there's nothing like that in public display why currently. why release that though but that's what i mean like yeah. there's like with the announcement of a space force maybe that's ready are we to getting deploy? ready to the point where we're ready to go into a new technological era in space also maybe or is it really just a fucking political move by trump i think it's the latter i i, I think he just I, I again i think he just wants to put some kind of big stamp on government where you're you're he's going to put his name and big ass gold letters on the yeah. side of the space station i mean that's fair you know i i think it's going to be something like I that i just i have just such a hard time believing that we let space go yeah and that no one fucking sat down even with all these independent companies well look at how much we've cut the budget for it a lot over the last 15 years Right, it's been slashed to but hell. But there's independent adventures now. You know, I mean, SpaceX is four years old, right? It's not very. I mean, well, maybe not in infancy. America, but I mean, yeah. you think maybe Russia has some new propulsion technology and flat screen shit? Going why would they release it? Yeah, again, that's a, that's. But exactly, why would like, they tell just because the it's not out there? That. I think it's out there. It's interesting. Like I just been thinking about it with the Space Force news and all. I love conspiracy theories. Yeah. But it's just fascinating to me, and I do love ancient aliens too, but it's just fascinating to me that we're still using the same rocket booster technology that's 80 years old. Yeah. When someone tells me something's 80 years old, in my mind, that's a red flag for anything in today's society. Yeah, there should be some kind of advancement. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's been uh, optimized. Right. right. It's like walking into someone's house. If someone's 80 years old, it sticks out like a sore thumb. True. Right? So it's like in the government, it's like when you look at shit and you're like, what's still 80 years old? Well, uh, the government moves so slow. And but for technology, so I mean, machine guns, everything we use, advanced warheads, supersonic missiles, everything else is advanced. Missile technology is advanced. We don't use the same thrusters and boosters in rockets anymore that's true but we do in <laughs> in yeah spacecraft in spacecraft which is it's like suspect uh, why yeah. are we doing that 
Uh, maybe maybe the people who built the pyramids haven't given us that. <laughs> I'm just it's kidding. just it's fascinating to me. The most ancient me. aliens thing I can. It's just fascinating to me. It's like uh, it's one of those things that, like I said, it just to me it sticks out like a sore thumb. It's like why is that? Why is that still old? I don't know. I'd I'd have to look into it more. It's yeah. bizarre. I'm sure it's been optimized. I'm sure there's some study on it. I'm sure. You could find an Elon Musk quote on that. Maybe. Right? I just got super stoned and started reading about it one night. <laughs> Eli, Elon is, is all about that, I'm sure. Um, I did I did want to bring up energy in space because I think that is going to be a big deal in the future too, which is another thing we need, space. I'm going to Google this target energy weapon. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I think is another thing that we need space defense for is that, you know, I think solar power, when it becomes feasible, which it's not right now, um, is going to be a big deal. And harvesting energy from space is going to be eventually a big deal here too. Because if we can put like a solar panel or large solar installations in space or on the moon and then use like radio or microwaves to transmit that energy back to Earth, you know, obviously there's going to be huge power losses in that. So you have to develop it to a point where it's efficient to do that but i think that is kind of the future of energy and being able to uh wirelessly uh transmit that is going to be a big deal for warfare and just infrastructure eventually you know within that's that's a 200 year goal right yeah but it is another thing that i think we need to defend space for is is energy and I, I do think that is the future of warfare, too, because we're eventually going to, again, I know I'm getting into the Halo sci-fi aspect of things, but I think we are eventually going to have robotics and exoskeletons for soldiers and stuff like that, and that's going to require oh, we energy. we have that. Have you seen those helmets? No. Those new helmets? I've seen the Boston Robotics, like, robot dogs and stuff, but but I definitely think they're Boston Dynamics. Um, I think they are going to eventually have that and that like gas was in uh, a big deal in world war ii you know fuel uh energy is going to be the big crux of warfare in the future right and having uh energy supply lines right so if we are getting energy from space we need to be able to defend that right because that's going to be a cutoff point uh likewise in world war ii you know if they cut off the lines of uh fuel transmission or or uh, exporting or the fuel lines you know what i'm saying is um energy is gonna is is gonna be the what supplants fuel uh like uh excuse me electricity is gonna be what supplants like um fossil fuel in the future so we do for sure uh, that was a stupid thing to say but, but uh you you get what i'm saying so so i do know ele- what you mean. Ele- electric power uh is gonna be what uh pushes warfare in the future i think i agree so so we for sure need to defend it definitely that. can't be oil it can't continue yeah, being it, oil it for the future yeah. right like well it's gonna it's gonna be gone eventually oh god what oh is, that's loud what is this alex jones site you have pulled up no this is like a real helmet that they're selling oh oh this is the helmet okay i thought this was the targeted energy weapon <laughs> what no this is the helmet sorry oh, this is cool so these are the the dev tech tactical mm-hmm. helmets that they designed that are like fully bulletproof yeah they come with uh, like speakers and monitors that like sync up. They have like visual displays, so you can like get readouts over your eyes and shit, like a map, like, like a nice little HUD. Mm-hmm. All right, it's a Master Chief helmet. 
no, but uh, I was stumbling over my words a, a moment ago. Prescription lenses available. Yeah, but but the the idea to me is that I think solar power is is where we're going to be harvesting most of our energy from in 200 years, and a lot of that is probably going to come from space, right? So we and that that is going to be what pushes again our our infrastructure and uh, warfare too. So oh, okay, you can customize it. That's nice. So so you can get wireless transmission through that that displays on your hud on that helmet that's what they say hmm. who develops it a dev tech hmm. i just saw a video about it they're american i guess so hmm. oh this is like a i wanted to find someone actually shooting but yeah there there are gonna be this but shit like this is <coughs> shit like this is already getting like developed which is mm-hmm. really cool yeah, robotics that run on 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 uh, nice. Yeah, robotics that run on electricity and uh, exoskeletons too. So we we need it's like Black Mirror shit. Those robots that uh, eat people. Well, have you seen kill people? Th- those are real. Have you you haven't seen the Boston Dynamics dog? The one that eats people. Well, no, it's but it looks exactly like look up Boston Dynamics dog. I have seen that shit. It looks exact. It looks exactly like those. So I'm I'm sure that's what inspired that. Uh, yeah, these things. Yeah, I'm sure that's that that's what inspired the that Black Mirror episode. But oh, for sure, those are real. And I and and for sure, I think that that is going to be, um, what is fighting our war, you know warfare in 2070, right? Oh and, yeah, right? we'll send a thousand of these into a city. Yeah fuck shit up mm-hmm. yeah and so so the crux of that is is not going to be fossil fuel any longer it's going to be energy right so it's and then these exoskeleton super suits and shit that they're building yeah oh, that's a robot yeah that's a, that's another boston dynamics robot um so yeah we're, we're going to need to be able to transmit that energy and uh I think space That's is going to space is going to be a big part of that. That's straight stormtrooper style right there. Yeah, I mean just Th- thousands of those bad boys lined up. Yeah, there's not going to be. I mean, obviously there there's going to have to be human controllers of that somewhere on battle stars, maybe. Battle stars. Yeah, <laughs> I love that concept. I, I just battle star galactic. I just yeah, I just like the name. Uh, I, I'm just goofing around on the name, but it, it doesn't. Uh, it, people are going to think I'm a Trump head with my battle star phrase. <laughs> Meet a targeted individual. Woman shares her experience with directed energy weapons and more. Dude, if you Google Alex Jones targeted energy weapons, mm-hmm. there is just so much. It blows my mind, man. <laughs> it's just so amazing. And there's videos so, and like, look, like Wikipedia page directed energy weapons. Yeah, but weapons. what's the what's the this this is uh what's the disclaimer right there? This is this is a known conspiracy. Oh, this theory. article has multiple issues. No, no empirical evidence, and <laughs> it needs citations for verification. Yeah. yeah. What? So, what would be the purpose of firing a targeted energy weapon and starting a massive wildfire? What What would be the? Oh, targeting citizens. I think it's just another drone strike scenario, right? It's like, no, it's like they're killing citizens with drones, but now it's not. There's no evidence of a drone. It's just a targeted energy weapon from outer space. And uh, for wildfires, who knows why it's associated with wildfires? But there's, like, shit online. Like, look, this article is back in 2010. Are you a target of these new weapons? Directed energy weapons. Like, it's been around for a long time. What's the source, though? What's the source? 
What's the source of what? This where is this article? Oh, this is like targetedindividuals.com. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. this is the precursor to InfoWars. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I just mean like it's been it's not like a new conspiracy yeah. that's like a a new thing. Where's this energy weapon coming from on this one? It's just a beam sent from, shot from space. I don't see any uh I didn't see China? any explosions here or anything. China. I love the way Trump says China. It's so stupid. It says attack caught on camera. Where's the attack? Hmm. It's horse manure. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't I don't know how much I buy that. I mean, it's possible, right? I mean we do drone strikes on citizens of foreign nations, so Oh, that's a fact. It's possible that there's something like I doubt it though. Yeah. Lasers could affect weather. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, we've done research into weather control that's like known, but oh, I just think I just love these conspiracies. I read about them so much. Like, it's targeted energy weapons, man. No, I, that's 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 straight out of Alex Jones. That, that to me, yeah, I, I, laser technology is pretty. His voice still. will forever be associated with conspiracies. Yeah. Oh, interdimensional time molesters. Joe That's, Rogan does his voice. It's perfect. Phenomenal. Perfect. His his impression is so good. Did you see the episode he was on there? Yeah, the nine eleven episode. Was it nine eleven? Alex Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he that was intentionally great. did the nine eleven episode oh, with Alex Jones. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, that that was a good episode. But yeah, his his impression of him is spot on. Yeah, it is. I love that. But yeah, to to me again, just wrapping it up. Space Space Force, I th- I think is is a inevitability, but it's not something that should be implemented quickly within Trump's presidency. It, it should be something that the Air Force develops. We pump money into it because um, I'm I'm a big proponent of paying for defense. Uh, that's the, the only thing I really think the government should put money into because that's really their major purpose. Is is um. Is defense. I, I, don't, I don't really see. Uh, oh, you got propulsion pulled up here. Mm-hmm. Like, look, like this. Researchers in the University of Madrid mm-hmm. are patenting a new kind of propulsion system for orbiting satellites that doesn't need any propellant or consumables. Is it a, a scholarly uh, research team or is it independent? Man, because if it, if it's you ask if, all the right questions at all the wrong times. <laughs> if it's, if it's a university, then it should be public info, and then. You know, we can all utilize that. But if it's private industry, then they're going to keep that under wraps. The University of Madrid. Oh, so, okay. So it is a... Bioengineering and Aerospace Engineering Department. Yeah, so it's a state university. I don't know if it's state in Madrid. I mean, or a national I university. I yeah, I don't, I, don't know how, university. Yeah, I don't know how university works in Spain, but... When it comes to orbiting facilities like the ISS... This tether system could solve an annoying problem. Every year, the ISS has to burn a significant amount of propellant to maintain its orbit. The tether can generate electricity as it moves closer to Earth. The electricity could replace the propellant. That's kind of cool. But this is the type of shit I'm talking about. We got to be working on this shit, too. Sure. We never fucking talk about it, though. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be something. Now that you mentioned that, I'd like to look into it, but... 
NASA's new propulsion system is breaking some important records. See, they are. The, but all these articles are written within the last like six months. Yeah, this maybe the, maybe they all got inspired by ancient aliens. It's like it's just it's like why now of all times when NASA announced the next space technologies for exploration partnership in 2016, thrusters were one of the projects of the program. This is like what I was reading about when I was super stoned the other night. Like, it's like we just came into a new time where we're, like, starting new space technology research. But it's like, in my opinion, we just started talking Releasing about it. Releasing it. Yeah. 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 That's, it's true. But but I think, I, 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 I totally think it's a funding thing. I think, I think they had to use their funds wisely and didn't have the actual infrastructure and money to be yeah, able to research this i'm also a conspiracy guy and i'm like yeah they're giving us shit that we discovered in the fucking they're, 80s they're giving us cookies yeah this, bread is, crumbs, yeah. this is bullshit old technology yeah. that they don't want to talk about now <laughs> you know what i'm saying i could see it yeah i got more into like the weird technology stuff when joe rogan was talking about those huawei phones what's that i didn't i didn't hear about that he's talking about like the phone company it's like the third largest phone company in the world but it's banned in America because they're a Chinese manufacturer. Hmm. And our government's like worried that the communist government they're will spy, spy phones. on our citizens yeah. if you know, we allow them here. Well, we manufacture, well, not Samsung's, those are Korean, but we manufacture iPhones in China. So, what? you know, if they're really concerned about that, we should probably look at regulating the, <laughs> those factories. But Huawei, W-A-W-E-I. Oh, H-A, I see. I've seen that name before. They don't sell those in America? That's what Joe was saying. Oh, I thought, I thought, I swear I've seen, I think, I thought they were just like a shitty company. <laughs> like, I I thought I've seen them, you know, side by side with LG or. Joe was saying like they're the shit. Like they're way better than our phones. Hmm. Which, from what I was reading, they're comparable, but they are like better. Like. Yeah. Like this one is, uh, you know, it has 128 well, gigs of internal memory and six gigs of RAM. It's sold by Newegg. Yeah, it which is. is an American company, right? Hey, I'm just repeating the shit Joe <laughs> said. Okay, yeah, I know. I'm just repeating it. And that 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 name's Chinese. That seems Korean. Huawei. I don't know. I'm just repeating. I know Joe. that that just seems like a Korean. He's a son of a bitch. I mean, Wei is Chinese, but uh, give it the old hit the old Google ski. It's China. Looking it up. Looking it up. Huawei Phone Company is a Chinese multinational networking mm-hmm. telecommunications equipment and services oh, company, okay. headquartered in Shenzhen, Guangdong. Guangdong. Yeah. Why do you know that? Why do you know that name? Why did you just say Guangdong like it was second language to you? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm, a, I'm actually a spy. You fucking <laughs> Russian bot. I'm a plant. Hmm. Yeah, I, we're I gonna th- have to end the podcast here, everybody. <laughs> I thought they sold those here. Maybe they, I guess they don't. Or, or Since 2018, a- Huawei is the second largest smartphone manufacturer in the world, hmm. and I have never heard of them other yeah. than on Joe Rogan. That to me is the type of shit. Suspect, yeah. I'm like, man, my mind gets blown the more time I spend on the internet. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, do you the, know what I mean? Well, to be fair, they're a Chinese company. We have a lot of commer- uh, or commercial deals with Korea, so it makes sense that the two that 
our most popular here are an American company from California and a South Korean company. Right, but like I'm under the impression. So when it says second largest manufacturing, it's like, yeah, there are but a it's billion like, people in I'm China. I'm under the impression that like a lot of the largest shit in the world, like yeah. I'm aware of. It's true, but I'm not. You know. Yeah. It's very interesting. Like. I I would bet there there is a Chinese musical artist who is like the best selling artist of all time, <coughs> but they're Chinese and you don't know about them. You know You're right. I, mean? I don't. So it's the same. It, I mean, I guess technology is a little bit different. You'd think you that would be a little bit more, uh, le- or less cultural. You know, like a like music is than, um, than phones. But but uh. I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. When it says largest manufacturer, that that probably just means you know seventy percent of Chinese consumers who have cell phones use them. Yeah. Do they not? Do they really not sell in America? I, I swear I've seen that at I like a Verizon like or a Best Buy Look, or something like that. The MateBook X Pro. <laughs> did you see that? Where did? Wonder where they got that name from. MateBook. <laughs> Joe was talking about this too. He's like, all of these are like perfect knockoffs of the actual like the products product, yeah. that like Apple sells and shit. Hmm. Like, look at that. Doesn't that look like a MacBook that they're typing on? The keyboard does, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, even the display looks like this This guy right here. U.S. I'm just seeing if they're ban- actually banned in the U.S. Oh, yeah, well, as of 2015, they were banned in the U.S. Uh, Trump signed a bill six days ago banning government use of Huawei and ZTE tech. And ZTE now. So this this is U.S. government banning. So I th- I think consumers can buy it, but uh, but how are we going to use it then? Well, no, banned in government use. Like if you're a senator or you're a you know. I know, but didn't you say 2015? There's banned. Oh yeah, that was Quora. But I I think I think it's con- consumer tech. I mean, because if Trump, uh, I mean, logically, if Trump's banning government use of it here, that means consumers can use it. But why is Huawei banned in the U.S.? That was the Quora thing I saw from 2015. So I, I think that's changed. Only unofficially banned. There's a big difference between unofficially banned and officially banned. The U.S. government has influence at home and abroad. Huawei market access is blocked. There's no comprehensive bans except for government and military contracts. Okay. It's true that government agents meet with hundreds of Huawei customers in order to debrief them on dangers of doing business with Huawei. These briefings are widely seen as blatant intimidation, and few companies in the wireless industry have maintained relations with Huawei after sitting through an uncomfortable meeting with U.S. G-men. Oh, so you can you can buy them and then bring them to Verizon, but AT&T Verizon probably and Verizon sell them. were both bullied into exiting distribution deals with Huawei, and Huawei spent millions in logistics and marketing, but only one day before distribution was to begin. Uh, CFIUS now disallows any U.S. acquisition by Huawei. The FCC now makes billions in U.S. subsidies off limits to any company that does business with Huawei. Independent electronics distribution such as Best Buy or distributors such as Best Buy have bowed to pressure and now refuse to carry Huawei devices of any kind. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure surely that's a... uh like a, a commerce thing here to, to make sure that Apple and Samsung stay the top dogs. Oregon Telecom and LHTC Broadband are being coerced to swap out already installed Huawei infrastructure. 
U.S. diplomats have been busy abroad killing Huawei deals in Jamaica, South Korea, <laughs> Australia, the Balkans, everywhere the U.S. influence in an airport exists. Ooh, boy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we don't, we don't want them. <laughs> so it's a pretty big ban, in my yeah. opinion. So I wonder when it says business dealt with them, that, that does that mean um, like selling their phones here? Or does that mean like even using their phone on their network, right? I wonder what exactly that means. I don't know. So I would imagine you could buy one of these if you wanted and then bring it to, you know, who, who your preferred wireless carrier of choice would be my assumption. I just, I don't know enough about it. I don't know. These phones do have legit. They look nice. Features. Yeah. yeah. They look like Samsung's though. Oh, they look exactly like Samsung. Yeah. That's, it looks like the Note 8 or whatever. Battery's better than my battery. <laughs> or so they say. Yeah, or so they say, <laughs> as advertised, right? Yeah. It's just very interesting. This is like shit that I didn't know about. Like, uh, we ban Chinese products because we're worried about their government having influence here. And I, could, I mean, that's not a out-of-bounds idea. But, but Oh, I, I know, mean, but it's like shit that I would never think about yeah. like, as an ordinary person. Like, I always think about news things like this as, like, the perspective of someone from my, like, my dad's perspective mm-hmm. as someone who, like, doesn't read the news ever and doesn't care to. <laughs> it's like, damn, like, a lot of shit's going on that, like, does influence your life on a big impact, but, like, it really doesn't your day-to-day. Like Yeah, just, yeah, you're still going to go to work. You're still going to go to the yeah. grocery store. You're, you're not really going to affect, you know, you're not going to know why your milk went up 10 cents or, or what are your eggs, you know. Or your cell phone. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, in this case. I know. It's very fascinating to me. Huawei. Huawei. I like saying it. Anyways. I don't know what we were talking about before I went off on a tangent oh, on no, Huawei. No, we were in, in space and then just technology in general and then we got into that. Fucking Huawei. Yeah. But it's like, why are their phones advertised better as ours? You know, like they have better cameras. They have more says storage. Who? Says who, though? Well, says their website. Yeah, says them. <laughs> right? I yeah. guess you'd have to actually get your hands on yeah. one and compare. I bet. I bet. I mean, well, maybe not, but I, I would see maybe TechCrunch or Wired probably has something about that where they do a maybe. benchmark test. But it's or like, ma- Or maybe they're not allowed to. Or maybe <laughs> to not. <laughs> I wonder if YouTubers ever do get their hands on, you know, the, un- the unboxer YouTuber yeah. people who are like, Today we're Got unboxing a, a Huawei, Huawei phone. That's uh, it's very interesting. Shit like that is just, as I get older and I read more online and stuff, I'm like, oh man, there's all these things I just don't know about. Like, yeah. Just like, yeah. You know, all these moving pieces of the government and like. Well, I think that's better to know that you're ignorant on something here and to be able to admit that rather than speaking of a of a place of authority on it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I think that that goes back to what we were talking about with Ocasio-Cortez where she just like, instead of just being like, you know what? Uh, I don't really know a whole lot about that. I could maybe look into it and give you a better answer. Right. That's, that's a way more respectable position to me than just talking out of your ass. And, yeah. And <laughs> and She's got awful saying like, whatever you think is the, is the appropriate answer. Yeah. I, I did. See, did you see where she got, got, on that show where um she said that like israel is occupying palestine and the the interviewer pressed her a little bit like what do you mean by that and she goes well uh um uh, 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 uh you know what i don't really know <laughs> and it's just bad 
Are you, you giving that the old Google ski? Yeah. Oh yeah. Is it this one? Don't find the parody one because there's there's a parody one, but there's a there's a real one. Uh, yes, it's yeah, woman in a green dress. Yeah. There you go. And this is an uncut minute of her talking. Occupy <laughs> Oh, uh, shit. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I think what I No. Yeah, you could have just said no. I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, 45 seconds ago, and yeah. I would have respected you more, other than just like, um, shit. Well, uh, she like stumbled is- through it and tried to answer the question, but failed hard to. Yeah. And then at the same time, she eventually got to. We, you know what? I'm. I don't know what I'm talking and about. And she put her hands up, almost like she was being got me. Yeah, you fuck me. Yeah, but also like, whoa, lady, like what you're being so aggressive. Pump the brakes. Yeah, like kind of like. What are we having a political discussion like here? Like someone's or what? having it. Like yeah, someone's catcalling her. And, oh, don't uh, don't get me started on that, boy. I can't. I can't help it. It's oh. uh. You saw you. Are you? I'm. I'm assuming you're referring to the the Shapiro yeah, so debate. Yeah. So people thing. aren't familiar. Yeah, Ben Shapiro Ooh. said he would debate her, and that made me mad. Her response was. Yeah, I mean, typically, just like a man catcalling, he expects a response from me. Um, and so she compares, that's not the exact quote, but she compares what he's doing, demanding a response to a debate request yeah. as catcalling. Yeah. So then now all of these men are like, are you fucking serious? Like, like you well, it's not are. Even men. There's tons of women that are just like, what are you talking about? Well, yeah, yeah, a lot of women, but a lot of men are making light of it. Like yeah. actually in her position where they're like, uh, no, please stop catcalling me yeah, like, on yeah, Twitter yeah. now. Cause people are like, Oh, I'd like to ask you this question or I'd like to challenge you to debate. And they're like, Oh, please stop cat calling me. It's, yeah. It's really impolite. Like, it's it, like, and people shit on Ben for that. And it's like, he challenges cause cause like, like he's challenging her cause she's a woman. And he's trying to like prove superiority or something like that through debate. He challenges Bernie to debate all the time and, and puts up like 25 K to, to debate Bernie. So maybe he put up for, you know, 40% of what he put up for yeah. her. Maybe that's, well, offensive, and that's, but that's kind of his thing, right? Is like he he does debate people. Yeah, and he he has a show uh, now every Sunday. He's on this like twelfth uh, edition of it, where he has somebody on there and they talk for an hour, and it's a long form conversation where they discuss whatever for an hour. Yeah, and he has people on there that you know, like like Sam Harris, he agrees with on some things, but he's an atheist, and they talk for twenty minutes about you know why. Ben thinks that Orthodox Judaism is is correct and just, and why Sam thinks that atheism is true, or at least agnosticism is a better, uh, more logically consistent platform. So they 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 disagree on that kind of stuff, and that that's what he was trying to get her to go on. Is you know he'll pay, uh, give you ten k or your charity ten uh, 
charity of choice 10k or your campaign 10k or or however much he can legally that's not even bad i mean all he's doing is like i'll compensate you for your time yeah like because i'm gonna make money off of you coming on my show Mm -hmm. like this is my standard fee i'll donate it to your you know and to be fair he's he's doing it because he knows he would fucking work her (laughs) but but oh his ratings would skyrocket yeah that's i mean that's that's the point he got bernie on his show people would watch the shit out of it Especially and, and, her. And his perspective is that he's going to win the debate or, or oh, come and, out looking and better. And it doesn't matter so how I the debate that. goes at all. I mean, his followers will think he won. Yeah. And Bernie's followers will think Bernie won. Yeah. And, you know. Nothing much will come from it other Just than like having that political debates pretty much yeah. like <laughs> I, I and i'm fine with i i just i i laugh real hard because there was a bunch of women on there like dude you're you're um making the the idea of what we're trying to fight against look bad when we're saying that you know that there are all these horrendous things happening and then you're comparing this very stupid minute non sexually aggressive thing to something totally different right so you're making all of us look bad by saying this yeah you're not allowed to say shit like that in today's society like you can't make light of woman problems regardless of if it's a a small issue or something huge like with the me too movement if you're in a position of influence politically or as a you know whatever a famous person of any caliber like you're not allowed to say things like that yeah you're just not you shouldn't you can't make rape jokes anymore Mm -hmm. you can't fucking belittle any kind of condition women are going through and catcalling is like a big thing on social media like you know people post videos of it all the time of women just walking down the sidewalk and fucked up shit happening there was nothing like sexually suggestive of it or um uh, patriarchal or anything no, like that. No, the whole idea is, of catcalling is a woman feels belittled by a man while she walks by him, mm-hmm. whether it's sexualized or he talks down to her or whatever it is. Yeah, Ben, ben made a bunch of jokes about it. He's like, is that how uh, construction workers in Queens talk? You know, like, hey, hey, baby, let me uh, debate you on the economical uh, tenability of, <laughs> of, of socialized healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what? Come on, man. Like, yeah, you. He wasn't trying to. Um, I, 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 again, I, I am going to play both sides, and and he, he is trying to out her as being dumb, for sure. That that was his goal. One hundred percent. Yeah, is to is to just show that hey, okay, if if she's put up against somebody who's going to continuously press her and ask her questions, she's going to crumble because she doesn't have a bunch of prepared statements and things that sound nice to say to support her base. You know, she's going to get exposed. That that was his point is to expose her. Oh, 100%. For sure. But at the same time, it wasn't cat calling. <laughs> no. That's a silly thing to say. No. And I mean, it's, I mean, she wants to be a politician. He's treating her like a politician. A politician. Like he, the same way he does Bernie Sanders or anyone. Elizabeth Warren. It or, doesn't matter yeah. who it is. Yeah. Yeah, and Ben Shapiro is one of probably the most respectable people. That's my boy. In that I, community. I, I'm not like, a conservative, but I like Ben. Like he's very he's very well spoken. Mm-hmm. He respects people a lot. Yeah. Like he he never I wouldn't say never. He doesn't get angry. <laughs> not not a whole lot. He gets angry at like really disgusting stuff. Like yeah. like when when um like he did a show on um 
everything that came out about the Catholic Church this week, and he was really pretty angry about that. But I mean, that's pretty justifiable. Yeah. <laughs> anger. But I meant he doesn't get angry like towards someone. Oh like, no, no, he no. doesn't get hostile mm-hmm. during a fucking debate. Like a lot of people tend to do. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty level-headed for the most even part. Even a lot of people go on Joe Rogan and start getting a little aggressive. Yeah, like, and he's like, "Whoa, <laughs> like <laughs> cool your shit." He's like, "I'm just stone sitting here, guy." Yeah, because like, like, <laughs> yeah, he debated he debated Chank from the uh, the Young Turks, and he he was trying to throw all these jabs out. Chank was, and then Ben would just come back with like, and he gets like you know. Uh, tense i guess you know we'll just throw out a sharp little statement but it's not like anger he's not like raising his voice he's not like throwing um uh and he's he never really is in the game of throwing out insults or getting angry he's just like okay well let me let me hit you with some logic (laughs) you know what i mean and he'll throw out a little sharp quip so i I really like the guy i'm not i'm not i'm i'm very um you know 12 years ago i would i would consider myself you know super liberal but i think the uh the leftist party has gone so far extreme and i really haven't moved at all where i'm just kind of in the same boat and now i'm a centrist right which which people try to use as an epithet like you don't care about this and that it's like no i i care about it a lot i just don't think moving to either extreme is the is the good rationale right so you know ben and, and and did you see the thing with mark duplass the guy from the league and ben no that sucked i felt because because it's the same thing that i say about ben if, if you um you know mark duplass it was he's a director and he was one of the guys from the league i forget his name on the show i watched i watched like every season but i forget his name um he said online like hey if uh you know fellow liberals if you want to look at somebody on the other side of the aisle who's respectable who comes from a good place who's not intellectually dishonest and you want to listen to, you should listen to Ben Shapiro and, and give him some credit, right? Even though I disagree with him on a lot, you know, he's he's a good-hearted person, you know? Yeah. And this guy got tore up for that, like totally shit on. And that that's what started um, cr- crazy Mike Cernovich's witch hunt on James Gunn because, uh, the, the Gar- you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy fiasco, right? So, so Mark... I'm upset about that. Me dude. too. Mark, Mark was getting shit on all over Twitter for defending Ben Shapiro because people think he's a neo-Nazi even though he's an Orthodox Jew who wears a yarmulke. <laughs> um, so people were, were just trashing Mark Duplass. And then James Gunn came in and said, you know, hey, everybody shouldn't be trashing Mark for this. I do think Ben Shapiro is an asshole, though. And then, you know crazy right-wing people started attacking james gunn for that and then that started mike cernovich's uh like exploration into james gunn's history so he could find some dirt on him and then he did and then that caused james gunn to get fired so i had no idea that was linked to a yeah that that all stemmed from that (coughs) well i'm assuming i mean because because people you know once once he stood on ben far-right extremists because there are people who are far-right extremists who listen to ben but i i think there are a, a lot more just socially conscious people who listen to him too um but the the far-right extremist crowd got all on james gunn's case and then cernovich got into it and then found all that shit i did read about the guy who just had a vendetta for him i didn't read about why yeah i didn't know it was because of a a whole Ben Shapiro fucking debate. yeah he got he got in an argument with Ben it was stupid Jesus shit, see but that's my biggest issue with the James Gunn thing 
is we can't hold people accountable today for shit. Okay, cool. I just oh, I didn't know good. I didn't know if it in power saving mode it c- oh, killed your recording. Yeah, that's oh, all good. I appreciate the lookout. <laughs> um, we can't hold people accountable today for actions they took ten years ago, and I know it it sucks, but with the boom of social media and everything, like it's it's not fair to hold people to the same standards. Today, as and also hold their past to the same standards. Like, it's like people change, times change, standards change, society changes. Like, it's it's just weird that, like, I don't like 10 years ago, I was 16. Yeah, I, I don't some want dumb someone shit. Yeah. going through my MySpace feed. And being like, dude, you said this really fucked up shit yeah. online. And it's tw- like twenty six year old Jeremy thinks the same thing yeah, as this person. It's like, of course, I said that. I was yeah. a teenager trying mm-hmm. to be funny or trying to be dumb or yeah. whatever the reason is. Yeah, you were the same person. Like you were Jeremy then, but yeah. you're, you've evolved a ton since then. Yeah, it's not so. even fair holding me to the same standards of what I said two years ago. Yeah. Because you've thought about things, you've changed your perspective on things. Yeah. You're, you're although the same, you're you've vastly grown, and or yeah. or at least you should. If you're <laughs> if you're a good person, yeah, you should never be the same as you were. Yeah, last week or last year or ten years ago. Yeah. So and it's like, why? Like, don't you want people to change? Like, don't you want James Gunn to not say those things on in Twitter? Twenty eighteen, yeah. When like he's a forty the fact man. that you could. The fact that you had to scroll through his Twitter feed for that for long, eight yeah. years, is to me a, a sign that he's a different person now. You had to go back eight years to find something to find shitty. something shitty that he posted, and it's not that he wasn't active for eight years. You had to scroll through eight years of activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like to it, find a couple of things that were you know dumb. Really weird jokes. They were horrible. But yeah, they were awful shit. But in in also in his defense, 2010 was a time where people tried really hard to get attention on Twitter. Yeah, they tried. It, well, people do it now still, but they were really. It was really the wild west of edginess back then. Yeah, I mean, especially for comedians. Yeah, especially for Hollywood, mm-hmm. which is what he comes from. He, he's a. I mean, everything I know about him is a fairly comedic background. Yeah, I mean. He's kind of the weird guy in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He's he kind of got his big break with Marvel. Yeah, I think those movies are gonna the third one is gonna suffer without him. Guardians sure. of the Galaxy is gonna tank. Yeah, it's a, it's a totally um, it's it's still part of the Marvel universe, but the the feels of those movies were totally different than all the other ones. I thought you will one hundred percent know that a different person wrote that movie. Yeah. I know he wrote most of it, and they're gonna work with his material. Yeah, but even but, but a the, different director. I mean, and uh, Batista uh, and some of the other actors are pissed that he's gone. Well, they all signed that statement. Yeah, so it's Did not you gonna read that. Uh, no, I I saw Batista come out and say that he 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 was like, you can cut me for my contract if you don't rehire him. Like, I'm fucking out of this. You know, I saw him. He was raged about it. Yeah, he was uh he was really upset about it. But, but the I, whole cast signed a statement together and released oh, good. it online. Yeah. That hey, his sta- what he said was pretty atrocious, but he's, yeah, look, he's and eight like, years so they all now. signed it, and Chris Pratt like posted it. Oh, good. 
But yeah, it says we fully support James Gunn. We were all shocked by his abrupt firing last week and have intentionally waited these 10 days to respond in order to think, pray, listen, and discuss. In that time, we've been encouraged by the outpouring of support from fans and members of the media who wish to see James reinstated as director of Volume 3, as well as discouraged by those so easily duped into believing the many outlandish conspiracy theories surrounding him. Yeah. Being in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies has been a great honor in each of our lives. We cannot let this moment pass without expressing our love, support, and gratitude for James. We're not here to defend his jokes of many years ago, but rather to share our experience having spent many years together on set making Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. The character he has shown in the wake of his firing is consistent with the man he has ev- he was every day on the set. And his apology now and from years ago when first addressing these remarks, we believe is from the heart, a heart we know, we all know, trust, and love. In casting each of us to help him tell the story of misfits who find redemption, he changed our lives forever. We believe the theme of redemption has never been more relevant than now. Each of us looks forward to working with our friend James again in the future. His story isn't over, not by a long shot. There is little due process in the court of public opinion. James is likely not the last good person to be put on trial. Given the growing political divide in this country, it's safe to say instances like this will continue, although we hope Americans from across the political spectrum can ease up on the character assassinations and stop weaponizing mob mentality. It is our hope that what has transpired can serve as an example of all of us to realize the enormous responsibility we have to ourselves and to each other regarding the use of our written words when we etch them in digital stone, that we as a society may learn from this experience in the future, we'll think twice before we decide what we want to express, and so in learning perhaps can harness the capability to help and heal instead of hurting each other. Thank you for taking this time to read our words, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, so so I, I think, I mean, they're, they're all probably going to, I mean, my assumption would be like they'll probably follow Batista's lead and be like, "Okay, I'm fucking done unless you bring this dude back." And D- yeah. Disney, I think the other day committed to like, "Nope, we're absolutely not going to do it." They like, definitely said no, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with the movie. Yeah, because I mean, you think as an actor, um, you know, Batista's pretty set. The dude, dude made a lot of money in wrestling. Uh, yeah, and Chris Pratt's got Jurassic Park money. You know what I mean? Uh, Chris Pratt uh, is so fucking stupid wealthy now. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I'm assuming Zoe Saldana with all the stuff she's done is is pretty well off too. Uh, so it's, it's all not, of them are. It's fucking yeah. Bradley Cooper, Vin and Diesel. Vin Diesel, yeah. Well, Vin Diesel's got the fast money. Yeah, so it's like the, yeah. they they they're none of them are hurting. You know what I mean? So if, so it's not like even though Batista's just getting his feet wet into Hollywood, he's still got a lot of money already and he's yeah. pretty set. He can walk away. It's I can not see like, them doing it to save other people's jobs. Though. Yeah. All, all the cat, the minor cast and yeah. crew of the, of yeah, who they've worked That's with. That's something I never thought about until the Danny Masterson thing with the ranch. I don't know about that. I know the show, but what, what happened with him? Oh, like he got kicked off the show because he had like rape allegations from like 2004 and he like settled out of court or it got dismissed because yeah. like the accuser never showed up or something like that, you mm. know? And yeah, I didn't know that at all. So the show's done and, and no, I mean, it's just Kutcher's moving on with Ashton Kutcher and yeah. Yeah. But isn't the show about out, him being them being brothers. Though? <laughs> yeah. The so they, it ruined the whole show. 
and the way they wrote him off of it was horrible. What? Uh, what? I never watched it. What? Um, was, he got got he blackmailed. A guy from a guy that's like his girlfriend's ex husband got out of prison and threatened to murder him if he doesn't leave town. So nice. he, so he left town, <laughs> and that's how he left the show. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so I was like, what a cheesy fucking way to get him out of the show, yeah. for one. You could have done that uh, two and a half men and just killed him. And uh, <laughs> Right? And uh, But, so Ashton Kutcher came out and said he's going to continue doing the show because, you know, it's like 300 people, like people work on the show. Oh, yeah. And he's, you know, he doesn't want to jeopardize all these people's paychecks yeah. just because of this decision he doesn't agree with. But he was, like, devastated. Like, the only reason he's doing the show is because they've got to do a show together. Yeah. So. But it's interesting, like, with Danny Masterson, it's, like, nothing. It was nothing of the caliber of James Gunn by any means. It was, like, an, a rape ac- accusation, that which is horrible. didn't come to fruition at all. But it's, like, he never got, you know, arrested and indicted. Like, he didn't go to prison. Yeah. Like, didn't, didn't ever move past the trial. I'm gonna use the restroom really quick. Yeah, I got a P two actually. Oh, we can take a we can take a pause then. I still want <laughs> I still want to get into this electoral college before we go. Oh yeah, we could do that. No, you just go and then and then I'll go. We'll, we'll tag out. It's all good. <laughs> I like to just keep it running. People can deal with it. It's life. Uh yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Um, hit me up on Twitter at M-I-A-Z podcast. Uh, please subscribe. Thank you for listening. I'm definitely going to start streaming the episodes live. So if you are an avid listener, look out for those. Uh, I will try to post the times ahead of time and, uh, make sure people are aware that I'm going to be on. So just keep an eye out for that and uh thanks for listening as always i definitely appreciate it everybody um it's been awesome i can't believe i'm already on episode 25 of the podcast i said i was gonna do 25 and 50 with john uh he's kind of been busy lately so we're gonna get john on here soon to do another episode and uh hopefully keep him as a recurring guest going forward um i need some more requests if anyone has any recommendations of people in the valley that would be cool to get on here, let me know. I definitely have a lot of people I still need to get on. It's difficult with scheduling and everything, but it's definitely possible. I mean, they could always do weeknights and shit, too, so you never know. Um, Tyler is almost back. Word. Now I'm going to go pee. Back in the saddle. It's always funny talking to yourself for a minute. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. I got uh, my stats pulled up. Good, uh, good to go. Jeremy triggered me again with uh, talking about the Electoral College last week. So y'all are going to have to bear with me while I go through this spiel for the next 10 to 15 minutes about why <laughs> I think it should exist. So, getting that prepared right now. I came with I came with numbers, ready to go. But yeah, the my my position that I'm going to get into is I do think, while I don't 
you know, I, I do think it is embarrassing that Trump became our president. I think that, you know, our, our political system was, was uh, just in allowing him to be elected, even though he lost the popular vote. Um, I, I do think that is wh- exactly why the Electoral College is in place, um, is to allow regional representation. So we'll, we'll get into that. The, the, the main man is back. Uh, He's back. Back in the saddle. Back in the saddle. So, so you're uh, gonna change my mind on the electoral <laughs> college. I'm gonna get my Steven Crowder mug out right now. No, I hate, I hate that guy. But, but uh, I love those memes. <laughs> yeah, I love, the, I like mind. the memes. But yeah, um, he's, a, he's a goofball. So, um, you, what did I say? I said I don't support the electoral college, and it needs to go away. Yes. And we could just have a popular vote. And I was electoral triggered. electoral college is bullshit. And I was triggered. Because it's <laughs> gerrymandering and... But, but okay, so so at, at the regional or state level, I, I get gerrymandering. But nationally, that doesn't really make sense to me. Because the state's popular vote is what determines the electoral college's vote, right? So if Trump wins Arizona then the electoral college's vote is to to pledge to Arizona. So it has right. nothing to do with zoning. That's fair. Uh in inside at the state level. So gerrymandering is still bullshit, Tyler. Yeah, no, I I'm, I'm not I'm I'm not saying that, but but it has nothing so ill prepared for this debate. But it, it has yeah, gerrymandering has nothing to do with the national or the the presidential election You're because so <laughs> yeah, because again the the State's popular vote is what determines the electoral college's All right, that's pledge. Very accurate. So, my my perspective is that, and and this was your boy Alexander Hamilton's perspective, uh, is that you should. He's not my boy. I just saw his play. <laughs> you just saw the play. I just saw his play. Um, so you know his perspective is that the president should be decided by a. Uh, regional majority rather than a direct democracy majority like what would be a popular vote decision right so so i do have a quote here i, I want to read because why I is like that it. what why is that well here we go uh so this this is hamilton uh from federal federalist number 68 uh one of the federalist papers um, the process of an election affords a moral certainty that the office of the president will never fall to the lot of any man who is not in an eminent degree endowed with the requisite qualifications, except we allow that, right? We talked about that earlier. Uh, Talents for low intrigue and little arts of popularity may alone suffice to elevate a man to the first honors of a single state, but it will require other talents and a different kind of merit to establish him in the esteem and confidence of the whole union of or so considerable a portion as it would be necessary to make him a successful candidate for the distinguished office of the president of the United States. So, so his point there is that direct democracy and a popular vote is fine for a single state because, you know, a a state should never be so large that there's so many diverse opinions all across the state, which I think now California has kind of gotten there. And that's why you see those. um, We talked about this last time that the, push to split because there are so many differing opinions in such a large state right california is a shit show right now i know that but okay so but you're 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 helping me out here dude thanks for saying that uh stop so, it so, so uh, i'm with, not married to my idea i know i know so so with the popular vote um hillary won by about three you know let's just say it's three million right um mm-hmm. i think it was 2.8 
but let's just mm-hmm. round to three million mm-hmm. votes, right? She beat Trump by. Uh, so when you look at her margins of victory, uh, her three largest margins of victory were 4.3 million votes in California. She won won by 4.3 million. She and and in New okay. York it was 1.7. And okay. in Illinois, she won by 900,000. Okay. Trump's largest margin of victory was 800,000 in Texas, right? Okay. So she, her largest margin of victory blows Trump out by 3.5 million votes in California. Okay. So what Jackson's defense is, and my perspective is, you don't want a region of the union to be able to dictate how the entire rest of the union is governed. So what you want is an electoral college that gets a general representation of all regions within your nation, especially one as large as us. That's because, a very interesting concept. Because I'm not saying that California decided the election because that was a big like conservative thing coming out of it. But when you look at the margins, it kind of looks like California would have decided the election if it was a direct popular vote. Because if you look at, uh, again, Hillary's two largest margins were 4.3 million votes. She beat him by in California and 1.7 million in New York. And Trump's average margin of victory is about 270,000 votes. If you remove Hillary's uh, or those two large ones, Hillary's is about the same. So when you factor those two in, those really are the two that pushed her over the edge in the popular vote. It's just blowing him the fuck out in New York and California. That's very interesting. Right? So she won. She 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 won six million votes more than Trump uh, out of those two so states like, alone. And so, with, so, so with that argument, it's like every people who live in a in an area are tip, typically like minded. Yeah. So where large subsets of people are, they can have more of a say because they're more densely populated than places like Iowa farmland and Mm -hmm. rural places. That's very, that's a very interesting concept. You don't want to give, I mean, and again, I'm not trying to debase it all down to this, but it kind of is that you don't want to allow New York city and Los Angeles to decide how, middle America is going to be governed or Arizona or Utah or Alabama or, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't want people from LA dictating how Kentucky is governed. That's a very interesting concept. So you, you need to give everybody a voice. And you know, the, the, the argument that I've had people contest me with that is that, well, you are, everyone is getting a voice by the, the popular vote because everyone's vote is exactly equal and to me, with the electoral college, college, everyone's vote is more equal because then you're disproportionately favoring people in these large metropolises who all think the same. And but, I mean, is it fair, though, that the electoral college votes are also based on population then? Well, they're, they're, they're based on the, um, the popular vote for that specific region. So you're narrowing down that geographical regional representation. Well, I just mean like California has 55 yeah. and then Arizona has, you know, 11. That's fair. Yeah. Cause then if you gave one to every state, I don't think that would be quite the same because then, then you're, you're leaning in a little bit more towards popular vote me- meaning a little bit more, right. By, by giving each state, uh, a, um, a ratio of electoral college votes to popular vote. 
But would it not be the same if it was just one for every state? Well, Trump would have beat the fuck out of her if that was the case. He won 30 states. 30 to 20. Yeah. Well, 21 because D.C. gets its own electoral, too. Oh, interesting. But would that not be fair, though? Then each state's just one because then that doesn't matter on the population of the state. I mean, the, the way I see it is that I'm trying to think of, of the math on this. Hold on. I mean, the is only it, issue would be it could be a tie, but if like DC gets one, well, like no, because it's an Puerto, odd, it's Puerto an odd Rico number. Gets one or no, 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 I mean, well, maybe eventually, but right now it's 51. Uh, so 51 would be fair. Electoral it can never be votes a tie. cast. I mean, well, and then the ratio of, of how many you get. Um, I'm get, again, I'm trying to think of the, how this math works out so I don't sound like a dummy. Um, but but again, I mean, for me, it it is more towards the electoral co- college as as far as regional representation being a better idea. So so I'm trying to think of why I didn't really come up with a uh, defense for why not just give one vote for everyone. But there there has to be something in there. <laughs> it's very interesting. You got me on that one. No, but but I mean, for me. I do like the concept. I mean, it is interesting that you say that. I've never thought about it in those terms of different states have different populations. So, you know, every yeah, 700,000 people in Nebraska should be able to say they think this way and have it count the same as 7 million people in California yeah. who think a different way. So, so I guess, yeah, I guess the, the defense of uh, leaning more towards on the... Um, Keep keeping California at fifty five and Texas at thirty, is is that you still should give a little bit more sway to the large swath of the population that's in California. You know, there's ten right, ten million people or so that live in the state. Probably a lot more than that. Probably thirty three million to. That would be my guess. Uh, may, uh, yeah, but the, you should still give a large swath of that population a little bit more say, right? So whatever their majority is here still does get a fair amount of 39 million almost 40 million people live in california so you still should give that large swath of the population a little bit more say but it shouldn't be a direct california is just on size just population alone more than a tenth of america's population yeah that's insane. So, so, so in that case, you should give That's them insane. a little bit more sway, but you shouldn't let them essentially decide the election, right, based upon popular vote. So, so uh, they wouldn't have, you know, and, and and I can go back and look to see if there if any. Um, and Texas is twenty eight point three yeah, million. I can go because it's it's happened four times in American history. There's one where it, it went to uh, the courts. I think that was when Hamilton lost. Um, so technically, technically five, but really four times in American history that that's happened. Uh, two of which are in the late 1800s and then two were Bush and, um, Trump. Right. So, uh, I, I can go back and look to see if any of those people who lost the popular vote, but won the election had more, uh, or had less states that they were voted for here, but just more electoral votes. But I don't, I don't think that's the case either. I think Bush had 27 states that he won, and Gore had, <clears throat> excuse me, 24, including D.C. So I, I don't think that's ever happened, right? So I still do think they should get a proportional uh, amount of electoral votes based upon their population here to to try and keep that fair. But it still should be 
regional representation trumps direct direct democracy because then you're allowing those big metropolises of like-minded thinkers to essentially decide the election. It's so a that's, fair argument. That's my <sighs> spiel. I can see it better now. Cause I, it, cause, wow. And, and, and again, <laughs> I, I didn't support Bush or Trump, so it's not like I'm coming from a perspective of my guy won. It is interesting. So I'm going to support the thing that... Um, you know, suits my, <laughs> my political alignment, you know? So, uh, I would also say, I guess it does prevent people from getting paid to vote a certain way. I just thought about that. How so? Well, the electoral college, cause even if you paid, mm-hmm. you know, 30 million people to vote for you, mm-hmm. it would still wouldn't affect it would the only, outcome yeah, of the election. Yeah, unless, unless you did that all across a bunch of states with, a larger amount yeah. of people, but, but yeah, if you if you pay eight million people in California to vote for you, then it's not really going to matter, right? But I was just looking Unless at you, populations, mm-hmm. and California and Texas combined is sixty-seven million, seven point eight million mm-hmm. people, which is insane. I mean, that's what one sixth of the population, yeah. and tr- Trump only won by eight hundred thousand votes in Texas, so it's not like. Like that's that's the kind of thing I was looking for is like okay maybe their margins of victory are comparable right whereas you know in Texas he won by four million votes and Hillary won by four million votes in California but it's not the same it's she got a large amount of those those votes in California and New York so I don't want to allow huge margins of victory in two locations to determine the president I'd rather have every state gets some kind of say so it's more of a if if our country was the size of california then i'd be fine with direct democracy but we're way too big and way too diverse that's fair wow (laughs) get your steven crowder mug out man (laughs) you got me no, I mean, and it's up for argument. I'm not. The electoral I'm, college is bullshit. Changed my mind. My, my. I came in here like, all right, I got some notes to go over. Yeah. So, so the proportional argument is one that caught me off guard. I don't, I don't really. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that, but I, I do still think that proportionally it makes sense because because California and Texas are a sixth of the population. Maybe they should get a little bit more say in the form of electoral college votes. It is right now though. It is the case right now with the proportions that that's why I bring up that if it went to just one and one, it is an issue right now with proportionality of like Hillary didn't even go to like 15 of the States Mm -hmm. because she's like, they don't have enough electoral college votes that matter to me. Well, that's why she fucking, that is why she blew it. That is. That's, that's I mean, why she blew it. All the analysts say that is why she blew it. But she didn't care about them because she looked at the electoral college numbers and went, well, they only have three. They only have three. Mm-hmm. They only have three. But if they had one. That adds up. And all of them had one. Yeah. It's like, well, that's the same value as every other state I've already been to. So you have to treat every state at, at, at the same value. Yeah. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not totally against that. That's the only thing I could think of. But, but I am more for regional representation than I am just mass direct democracy. And that's not, 
that has never been our country or what we were founded on is direct democracy. We are, we are a democratic republic. We are a democratic republic. I know. I tell people that all the time. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, like, so, we have elected officials mm-hmm. that so, we elect, which is democracy, but a republic is that you have officials that represent you. <laughs> so I, I'm for uh, not direct democracy. I'm, I'm for, I mean, at, at least for uh, federal government, for, for, like, local and state government. That's fine because, again, that's, that's narrowing the scope down to a very small you know, population. So, so if we were the size of Belgium or something like that, right, which is probably as big as Texas, right, I'd be fine with a direct democracy. But because, and even that, I mean, there, I'm, I don't know an, enough about Belgian politics, but I'm sure there's, there, there's a big difference between like the French region and the German region of Belgium. So even then, maybe that doesn't really suffice. But if we, if we were really small, if we're looking at local government, direct democracy, I'm fine with. But but the federal government, because of how diverse we are, just doesn't make sense to me. Man, I should just be a guest on your podcast. <laughs> no. Fucking A. I, I mean, I like to come in here and talk this shit out. Because, I mean, if, if someone listens to this and says I'm totally wrong, then they can... Steven Crowder changed my mind me and I'm, I would fi- I'm fucking fine with that. I would love to hear an argument now that changed my mind back to the electoral college needs to go away and popular votes better. That's fine. I'd love I to hear it I would love too. to hear it because I don't have one now. <laughs> That's fine. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm open to that. I'm not, I'm not some person uh, who thinks like, I'm totally right on this one. There's no way I could be wrong. I could definitely be wrong. Like for sure. You could present an argument to me here that, that pushes me back and, uh, and I have to rethink so my, my positions are always um, uh, tangible, right? or not tangible. They're, they're always moldable, right? You, I can change them at any time. Um, but this is, this is kind of where I'm at from what I've read and learned about, at least. That's just fascinating. <laughs> or at least, yeah, that, that's my perspective. I mean, if, if anyone is welcome to challenge that, and I, I'm not going to take that as a insult i am more on board with it if we switch it to one for every state mm-hmm. yeah but then you're giving so so i'm i'm, I'm thinking of that here too because again i do think the proportionality does come into play in the sense of okay california does have one third or not one third um one tenth of the population about yeah. within them so may, maybe they that region should get a little bit more of a of a push rather than iowa who's got one-tenth of their population right so one one hundredth of the country should have a little bit less regional representation than you know something that's one-tenth the size of our population so i get that right because then i guess going back to the one vote is still um that that one one vote to me thinking about it is kind of akin to letting the popular vote win because then you're making every person equal essentially here rather than than getting a, re- a better regional representation but mm. but again i'd like to look to see if any popular vote uh or there has there been any time when someone won the uh, the president the presidency without winning the majority of states has that has i don't know if that's ever happened that would be interesting yeah because that would change yeah. my mind on the one-to-one thing yeah, because if they if they've won, but it's like what you said, Trump won thirty of them. So yeah, it's like he would have won. Hillary won twenty one, including DC. So it's just like I don't see it. I I can't think of any time where they probably would have lost states. 
uh, but one overall. It's very interesting. Fuck. Any and and anyone is welcome to change my mind on this or the the abortion argument I had on my last one. Again, I'm not my heels aren't dug in on any of that stuff. I'm, I'm I meant to go back and listen to our episode from last time before this one, and I didn't. I'm cool. I'm cool with you coming. I'm not. I'm not going to take it as an insult or I don't remember or the confrontational. Argument, but I'm, I'll go back. I'm totally cool with you to challenging it. me on that. It doesn't bother me at all. It's all fascinating. It was, I do remember talking about abortion. It was, I don't it, want to get into it. I know, but but basically it boils down to where <laughs> where where do you define what's a life and what's not and how do you do so? Yeah, I remember talking about how do you murder it if it's not a life. The legal definition of murder and all that. It was a long one. Yeah, it was fun get, though. I yeah. I, I like talking about shit like that. I know a lot of people that, you know, don't, you know want to involve themselves in anything outside of the sphere of their life and a lot of my friends don't care about anything going on in mm-hmm. the news in any capacity and like most dudes i'm like what do you think about abortion like who cares dude <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean people, like, people do man <laughs> most people fucking that i just interact with on a day-to-day basis just like yeah whatever but then there are people out there who have dug in opinions. Yeah. And it's interesting finding people who have rock-solid opinions on certain things mm-hmm. and not other things. But I like finding people who have educated opinions on things also. I, I think most of those people that you'll find, all of their opinions are malleable. Um, yeah. Where none, none of them have very set-in-stone opinions on anything because they... Okay, these are... The, the facts that I know, and this is where I'm coming from based upon those, but if I learn something new, then that could change at any time. I think that that kind of, and I'm not, I'm not sniffing my own farts by saying this because I don't, I don't think that I, smart people don't have to say that they're smart, but what I'm saying is other people that I respect as intelligent are always like that. Where where their opinions are malleable, right? Where they yeah they're they're never dug in. It's they 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 can change at any time based upon the evidence that's presented to them, and I I think that is the true sign of intelligence is that you don't get stuck on on you know this is this is right and I know it's right and there's no objective agree. possibility that this is wrong. You know, yeah. I I think saying that is kind of not not a sign of intelligence because you think you you think you know everything here when when you really don't. I would agree. It's very interesting the amount of people out there who are so ingrained in their belief system. But I think that's a lot of it, too, is people have firm beliefs Mm -hmm. that don't allow them to change their opinions on things Mm -hmm. because they believe something a certain way. That's always fascinating to me because I don't have any, like, rock-solid beliefs or like me neither I'm, like yeah the way the universe works or religiously like i'm pretty religious ag- agnostic so it's just like yeah i don't know yeah. like, so I there's, don't, uh, there's no guiding principle there no i don't have firm beliefs on anything like the way to treat people or the way things should be done or it's always just like i'm i'm going with what i what, think what seems correct yeah, yeah. That's, that's all that's all you really can do and again that that to me is a sign of of actual intelligence is that is that you are more of a thinker rather than um believing that you know exactly how everything works yeah 
God damn, I'm gonna be thinking about this electoral college shit. Boy. I'm now now I'm yeah, no, I'm just getting confident, but <laughs> no, it's I just, like the space force stuff too. That stuff's fascinating. Yeah. I've never thought about people attacking satellites before. You should read uh, jo- George Friedman. I'm going to write that in the screenplay. I'm going to give that to you and anyone else listening. George Friedman. He's he's my probably my favorite political writer because he uh, he doesn't write about the day to day politics. He he's a geopolitical forecaster. So what what he thinks is going to happen in geopolitics over the next like the the first book I read from his came out in. 2005 and it's called the next 100 years and, and it's about you know just what he forecasts the next 100 years are going to go uh All up right, until you gotta send me that yeah uh, yeah it's cool up until 2100 and I, I i read it and then i went back and reread it and it's just like yeah like most of the stuff that he said in this is happening <laughs> it has happened or is happening really? and, and it's 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 a pretty bizarre read um when you when you look because it because the book is ten years old or so, I'd like um, to read that. And, and you look at some What's of the stuff that's called? happened. The, the next one hundred years, and then he he has another book coming out like that um, in twenty nineteen. Um, he has one that's called the the next decade that came out in two thousand ten. Ooh, it's cheap on paperback. I like that. Oh yeah, nice. I like physical books. Yeah, me too. I don't I don't read can like. Uh, Kindle or iBooks or anything like that. I, re- I I get physical stuff. I have bought a Kindle and I genuinely cannot read a book on it. Yeah, I, I it, like it, I get fidgety and and get I like distracted. turning pages. I like <laughs> feeling that I'm moving towards the end goal of the end cover yeah. or the back cover. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it motivates me to keep reading when I when I'm on when I crack into that second half. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. His stuff is really good. I, I really enjoy his stuff. Um, so I think he's a good read. I'm excited for his next book. Um, it comes out. And it's been pushed back like eight times. It was supposed to come out this summer, but it's coming out next summer instead. Probably somewhere after that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping it doesn't push it back he's again. He's trying to adapt to the new technology. Yeah. That's funny. Fuck. Is this a good spot to wrap this up for the day? Cool. Yeah. I don't know. I got so much to think about now. I actually just started writing a screenplay cool. about uh, and like just started like mm-hmm. Friday night of uh, like a an asteroid that we started mining. Uh, what do you think about that for like you the know aerospace? You know who's gonna do that? You think that's gonna be a popular thing with like the space program and stuff, like mining asteroids? In the um, that, I I that will probably be really hard because they're moving. Like we would have to capture them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have, you'd have to find some way to stop them. But that's from, like a proposed thing, right? Because like the well, the that, core there's of where them your propulsion are, technology comes into play. The like core of them is like really refined minerals yeah. and like uh, metals. Well, and I'm sure gold you, and I'm sure you could platinum. find um, undiscovered element yeah. on, on those two uh, po- positively, right? Yeah. Depending on where they came from. So, yeah, I, I think that's a that's a Def, uh, definitive possibility but um or definite possibility good god i'm t- getting tired um yeah but but that's where your propulsion technology comes into play because if you could you could put two things on opposite ends that are pushing in uh opposite directions to try and keep them stable or stable yeah. stable enough to be able to mine off of off of them so do you know who's going to be doing that though right who or protecting those miners 
Who? Space Force. No, that's what I was saying. <laughs> With the Space Force, yeah. do you think that that'll be a? Uh, they'll they'll be because... protecting them. I don't think that'll be a part of that. I think that'll be private industry. But when you have private industry up there, you need that protection. So because I heard about mining moons and comets and shit mm-hmm. on like Joe Rogan, someone was yeah. talking about it. People will mind the that's moon like for been sure. A that's a proposed thing for a long yeah. time that we capture flying by uh, comets mm-hmm. and uh, meteors and and mine them mm-hmm. and like just put them into orbit and then build a mining station. So I started writing a screenplay about mining a like a meteor yeah. flying by. And uh, how it, like, plagues the planet from, like, the undiscovered. Like there's a virus or something on it? Or yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I think that's dope. Yeah, so I just started thinking be, about it. I was like, damn, that's how horror movies start. Would it be a horror movie or, like, a sci-fi yeah. or, like, a sci-fi horror, like, an alien type movie? Uh, yeah. Or? Cool. Yeah. Because I was just, like, listening to it. I was like, that's how a horror movie starts. Like, we fucking <laughs> grab something out in space and bring it back down to Earth. Don't and, really understand the consequence of it. Yeah. I was like, "Fuck that!" <laughs> like, I'm sure they would. Yeah, I mean, I mean, being the the goof side, this is where I watch movies. I'm like, "Fake." Uh, they, I'm sure they would. Fake. I'm sure they would do like a big giant, uh, like a scan on that and decontaminate it. You know, right? But well, I wrote that in. Yeah, the sanitization That's what, thing failed. I was watching uh, Alien or whatever Prometheus. Um, I love those and movies. my 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 dad is a is a nuclear physicist, and uh, we, we we were watching the movie together, and both of us got so fucking mad, where because they they're like all supposed to be scientists, and they're on this new planet, you know, and they go, oh, there's oxygen, we can breathe, and they take their helmets off. I'm like, what about everything else that could fuck you up? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? What if just because the, oh oh it's thirty percent oxygen, it's just like our planet. Like, yeah, what like- if there's a single airborne virus yeah there's a single virus that's just gonna kill you what about a tick and then, and then what happens a microscopic organism is a fucking virus kills them you know so it's just like why why would you do that like it, yeah. it, it just doesn't make sense like you're supposed to and they're not even just like average dick scientists like me you know on like at a they job site trained they, they, space travelers they're the best scientists we have it, to offer they're that taking we're, a <laughs> colony of people to harvest a new planet and start over as adam yeah and Eve. so like, we're, we were just like what the hell are they talking about it's here? disturbing so i know what you mean your idea is cool though i'm not i'm not i wasn't trying to take the piss out of it at all like oh no like, i appreciate it <laughs> yeah it, it's it's a cool idea yeah but, no i totally as a as a writer i pick apart movies all the time like i'm just like that wouldn't fucking happen yeah this is what's wrong with this yeah and like, and then part of me is like, I get it though. Hollywood liberties, mm-hmm. like <laughs> you gotta, you gotta make a movie, yeah, yeah, gotta make it a little entertaining, and yeah. not so believable. Like the MythBusters can't always be involved, <laughs> like you know. So it's like, what can you do? Yeah, but space, space force will be defending that. That's one of the big things I see is is mining and trade in space is going to be a big thing of, over the next hundred years, right? Um. And we're going to need protection for that, which which will be the aerospace force or the space force or whatever you want to call it. That's so cool. All right. Let's fucking wrap this shit All up. All right, y'all. Appreciate everyone listening. Thanks again for being here, Tyler. Until the next time Jeremy triggers me, I'll see you guys. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, man. You'll definitely be back. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'd love to. You got to come back and swim in my pool. Oh, that'd shit. be fun. Yeah. 
yeah, definitely come back. Maybe next time you'll be here on a Sunday, we can watch a football game while you're here. Oh, that'd be nice. Yes, I'm so fucking excited Me for too. football season, man. Me too. We'll have to maybe buy some tickets to a Cardinals game again. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be sick. Yeah. We'll have to figure that out. Cool. All right. Thanks Later for listening, all. everyone. Uh, check out my podcast on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, all the good shit, and look out <laughs> look out for live episodes coming in the future. All right. Peace.